Hey, everybody, and we are back with another episode of Boss Your Business, where I invite guests to share their journey to build a business of their dreams and that's supporting their lifestyle. So today I want to welcome Tusha Scott, who, by the way, is in Washington, yet that's Washington in the UK, not in the US. I always love the whole, huh? There's more of those. We Americans over here are not the only ones. So I'm actually German, so I should know better. <laughs> For everybody to introduce Trisha to you, her official titles include speaker, editor, author, certified coach, and enter. There we already are starting with a tongue twister. And eternal entrepreneur. You drink a lot of coffee and always have sunglasses on in your hair, though today it's headphones. I'm curious to see a couple Instagram pictures, maybe where with some wet head, uh, some wet sunglasses, maybe. I just got a fresh pair. I am digressing already, people. We are going to have way too much fun today. And if you are not at your desk, you can usually be found at the beach, writing, listening to podcasts, or dreaming up new ideas. You have designed, edited, and produced more than 40 entrepreneurial magazines. Girl, we need to talk about that. I am like <laughs> writing for fun. I cannot wait to get my book finally done. You also have worked with some of the world's most notable entrepreneurs and business owners. And in your business, the female CEO, Create, Evolve, Overcome, you currently hold space for over 80,000 entrepreneurs worldwide. Damn. And in your previous life, you climbed the corporate ladder from data entry clerk to board of directors. You have set up several companies and were faced with burnout twice. Yeah, I think we all learned that lesson. Mm -hmm. Your experience has taught you that you can do anything, but not everything. And that's the that the possibilities are endless when we come together. If you're ready to shake things up, shed the old and embrace the challenge of something new, You've landed in the right place. This is the episode for you. And now I'm finally going to shut up <laughs> and welcome Trisha to the podcast today. Great to have you. Thank you so much. What an intro. That's quite a lot, girl. So I'm like, I'm now I'm following that up with my most favorite question of how did you actually get here? Which is my favorite question because you never know, even with having an idea of how you got here, those always bring out the best stories. So I'm handing the microphone over to you. How did you get here? <laughs> I feel like if we sat here until tomorrow, we wouldn't get through <laughs> all of the ways that we got to where we are today. However, I will try my best to keep it brief as I'm learning through the women that I work with all of the time. Some of the best business ideas are born of not business ideas and the female CEO is no exception. So th this business in the form that you see today began as a blog. And it wasn't a blog in my name. I blogged under a different name, probably because if any of my employers at the time had read my blog, I would have been fired, <laughs> quite frankly. <laughs> And that's not because I was doing anything wrong. That's because I was setting up businesses at the time and I was, they were interlinked and I was just making all of these mistakes. So I was doing these, I was making these mistakes and people were looking at me like, did she just say that or did she just do that? And I just felt ridiculous like every day. 
the only thing I felt secure in was my full-time employed job as a board on the board of directors because I was good at it. I knew I was good at that. I'd done it for a long time. I'd climbed the ladder. I was secure with that. But starting a business, I don't know anyone that I've spoken to who tells the truth who is totally secure in starting a business because we do stuff that is totally out of our comfort zone when you haven't got the security of employees or employers or salary and all of these things we do these things that quite frankly I was just thinking to myself what are you doing and so I started to blog so I've always loved to write so it's always been an outlet for me so I started to blog on it I just found any old blogging platform to be honest back in the day and I started to write about these really stupid things that I was doing all these really like the cringeworthy things that I was doing and my experiences and I didn't think anybody was reading it because why would you it was just me being ridiculous and it was funny like it was meant to be funny and I started getting replies from women all over the world which was my first big surprise because one I didn't think anybody was reading it and two, to find that women were reading it in the States and in Australia and in India was like, what? So they were finding this blog and probably by accident because I didn't know anything about hashtags or SEO. I was just writing for fun. And they were saying things to me like, I thought I was the only one. Mm-hmm. And things like, hold my beer, just wait and see what I did today. And then they would share their experiences. And we would get into conversation and it became like a bit of a standing joke. Like every time I put something out, someone would come back to me and go, oh, girl, just wait. And then we, and I started to think about this and it just became more and more prevalent. And I thought, what if I just created a closed Facebook group, which was like not linked to anything, was you couldn't see it from anybody's wall because at the time Facebook again was different. Mm-hmm. And what if I just said to these women, look, why don't you get in this group with me? And let's share experiences because all of us thought we were by ourselves, and we're not. And we're all doing the same things and worse. Um, and we all think it's hilarious. And we, none of us can tell anybody because the, the authorities in our life, the people who are, are relying on us for really serious things, would think we were crazy. And so that's what we did. We started this little Facebook group. And it grew and they would tell their friends and it grew and they would tell their friends and it grew. So in the beginning, it was me and my mother and a girl I used to sit opposite at work. And that was it. That was the following. There were three of us. (laughs) And as it started to grow, it got to 10 and then 15. By the time we got to 20 followers, I felt like I'd made it. I was like a celebrity in my eyes. This is the best thing ever. Who knew that anybody would be listening to this stuff, let alone interested? And that, that is really in a real nutshell, the foundation of how I began to experience these women all over the world who felt like they were by themselves. And that planted a seed. I went on to work locally with women in groups and we started a a local entrepreneurial group and it grew and grew and then they came into the group and things happened after that. And I eventually did start blogging in my own name. (laughs) (laughs) I I fessed up to my employers. I was like, look, you need to read this because it's really funny. Is it okay? And they just thought it was hilarious. And they were like, yeah, just go for it. So I did eventually start blogging in my own name. And yeah, and and it really, it's probably not the actual beginning, beginning of the business, but it's always the space that I credit as the beginning of the business. It's the place that I can take myself back to in an instant and think that was when I knew there were women like me. And if I knew there were women like me and I could tell other women that was the case, they would know there were women like them. And it's almost like a message of resilience. 
And it's that's the, the you are not alone in this. Yeah. So our tagline for the female CEO and for our communities is you are never alone here. Because at some point, even if we're not doing the stupid things, even if we're just doing the normal things, we always feel like, am I the only one that doesn't get this? Am I the only person that can't do this one seemingly simple thing? And it usually isn't simple, but we feel like we should know everything because as women, we are we're supposed to be capable and nurturers and caregivers and we're supposed to take charge of these situations and we don't we don't really feel a lot of the time like we're able to, to show vulnerability in that respect and that's what the female CEO is based upon is me showing my vulnerability and just saying how do I do this <laughs> and you women in our community to this day who join us are always amazed when they ask for help and get it. And yeah. supportive help, not just the whole. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. So who is Trisha today? What do you do nowadays? How does business look like nowadays? Do you know, it changes on the daily. Business, it, and I'm not joking, it literally changes every single day. Trisha today is a very, a very different girl to who she was back then. We've gone through, a, we've gone through a lot as a business. So the business grew to a point where, or the community grew to a point where women started to ask us for different things. Now I'm a coach, I'm a business coach. I'm also, like you said in, in your intro, I'm a speaker and all these other things. But at heart, I'm just a girl trying to find my way in the world, same as anybody else, trying to work all of this stuff out and, and trying to, to navigate this world of entrepreneurship. And, and that continues. And I hope it never changes because I'm learning something every day. I learn from my community as much as they learn from me every day. Yeah, Tr Trisha now is a constant, the name Create, Evolve, Overcome. That's where the name came from. We're always creating something, we're evolving through whatever that thing is, and then we're overcoming the challenges. And it's the creative cycle. We go back to creating something else. And, and that's what this business is. So in the beginning, it was a blog, and then women would ask me for certain things. I'll use money mindset as an example. And I'm not your girl for money mindset. Like, I, not my bag, like not my forty. And I've always been the first to put my hand in the end and say, look, not, this is not me. I don't know. So rather than try and give them advice based on something I wasn't sure about, I went out back into my communities and said, look, I need a really good money coach. I need a, a hot money coach, somebody that everybody knows and who's brilliant. And I started getting names back and one name was coming up again and again. And it was a lady called Alana and she's in Switzerland. And so I contacted her and I was like, look, I've got this. I'm not really sure what it is, but I've got this thing. It's a community, but it's got a decent following and I need a money coach. So would you come into the group and maybe give your expertise in return for growing your audience? And so it's like, a, it's a win. I get expertise from my audience. So you get to grow your audience. And she was, she's still with us today. She's one of my favorite humans. And she said, yeah, of course I will. So Alana started writing blogs for us every month which helped our community out. And she was in there answering questions if anybody needed it. And that's how we evolved. So then someone else would come and say, is it okay to ask about spirituality here? And I'd be like, again, not my bag, but yeah, let me see who I can find. I think you actually had Ambila on your podcast, Ambila mm -hmm. Nav. Yep. Wonderful, amazing lady. Again, one of our editors to this day. She, her name came up again and again. So I went to her in exactly the same way. She came on board. She started talking about spirituality and business. She's a spiritual business coach. 
I love um, her take. It's it's logical. It's to the point, and it's still spiritual. It's not too far off the edge. Yeah, it is everyday an- implementation. I love the episode we had with Abila. She is such a, um, an um, unusual mix. She's logical mm. and business-like. She's as sharp as a razor, that woman. But she is highly spiritual. And I, I didn't know you could marry those things, but you can, and she does. Um, so she came in, and now, I mean, fast forward all of these years, but now we have 19 editors in nine countries who write for the magazine. At the time, it wasn't a magazine, of course. It was just blogs. So, yeah, so that's how it's the collaboration. But that, that's, again, it's the heart of what we do. So we collaborate with each other to create the best for our communities. And we encourage other women around the world to do that. So there is a lot going on between community, website, magazine, all the things. Membership. Yeah. How And membership on top of things. How are you managing all of that? What does the behind the scenes of the business look like? I've had to learn a lot because I am not the most, I used to be a thoroughly organized human. So I was a finance director for a large um, property business. So I was super organized. And then I left my job because this was taken over and I couldn't do both things well. And I knew I wanted to pursue this as a a dream. So I left my corporate job and put myself full time into this business. And quite frankly, I went absolutely feral. Like I was like, I don't have to get up in the mornings. I don't have to do anything anybody asks me to. I can just do what I want now. And let me tell your listeners, that's a mistake. (laughs) It's a fun mistake, but it's a mistake. So once I didn't have that structure, I was like, I'll just work in my pajamas or, and I sometimes still do, or I'll just, I'll not work on Mondays anymore. But as you've just said, the amount of work dictates that I could actually work seven days a week if I, if I chose to. So I fell behind really fast, really fast. And I think that's one of my buttons when I see content of, just jammies on the couch. And I'm like, don't get me, don't get me wrong. I have days, especially as women, there is days in the month where I'm like, screw you all. I'm staying on the couch. I'm not yeah. going to talk to anybody. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying we should not live our life. That's why we have the podcast. However, the, the, there's so much content out there where it's, yeah, just be lazy on your jammies on the couch and work on your laptop. I'm like, That might work for a couple of you, but how many of you would actually be more productive to go take a shower, put on a face, sit at your desk and get work done for two hours and then go on the couch? Absolutely. So that's been my learning. And and it was a tough lesson because I really wanted to be on the couch. Like I really wanted to be at the beach every Monday. I went to the cinema on a Monday. It didn't work for me, let me say that. Yeah, so I, to get everything done, I've had to I've had to relearn, really, to be structured in a different way. And what that looks like now is that I don't work on Thursdays, for example. Thursdays, I have a day with my mother. I do not pick up an email nor a laptop all day Thursday. I get up, I go out, and that's my day. I stay out all day. And that's, but that's, I have to work around that day. So often I'll work on a Sunday because I, I, that work still has to be done. So I've had to learn to be more structured in a just in a different way. And it's, it's something that feels good to me. So like you said, there are certain days of the month where I think I am not getting out of these pajamas. If there is a fire, you can just leave me here. <laughs> and that is okay. And I will be fine with that. So 
it's a balance and, and I'm yeah. still I still haven't got it right I'm still working on it but it's this is a lot of work a huge amount of work systems processes software tech helps me an awful lot having editors who provide content for us and moral support and girls friendship my, my squad helps me an awful lot love that you already started diving a little bit and i love that into systems and processes now mm -hmm. i would love to talk a little bit about technology what are some of those systems and processes that allow you to take thursday off or what are some of the tools that make life easier for you i mean i've tried everything <laughs> i have had free trials of every kind of software you can possibly imagine on the market yeah just to see what works because you don't know what you don't know also it's helpful for me to free trial everything because then i can say to my community let this work for me or this didn't work for me, but it might work for you. So the big things for me in the beginning, so I started my website when it wasn't really, it wasn't a membership or a magazine or anything. It was just somewhere to hold blogs, but I didn't want to hold them on a blogging site. I wanted our own platform. So I built my own on Squarespace. It's not Squarespace anymore. However, I would say to anybody listening and I'll tell everybody this, that was it. Like, it was a real savior for me because they made it really easy. Now, I don't come from a tech background at all, not even a little bit. And in the beginning, I did think to myself, I just hire a, a, a designer and get it done. And I am an advocate for saving yourself time where you can. However, because of the type of community I was building and all of the startup women who might not have been able to hire a designer, I wanted to do it myself so that I could say to them, look, if I can do this, you can do this. I promise you, you can do this. And I say the same today. Look, if I can do all of these things that I've learned how to do, any woman, anywhere can learn how to do them. I'm not a tech wizard. I have no qualifications in tech. However, I do quite like it, which helps. I'm a bit geeky with that kind of thing. Like I quite enjoy figuring out new tech. A little. Just a little. So that does help. However, if I can do it, then so can they, 100%. So I would say things like Squarespace, Wix, GoDaddy, whatever, I haven't tried all of them. But that in the beginning was a huge resource for me. It saved me a ton of money. And I was able to set up a basic site that had a blog section and it had a welcome page and a contact us page. It was three or four pages. It wasn't huge. It wasn't spectacular. But it and did the the advantage of that is too where in in my community i often have seen the issue of i'll just outsource that yeah but if you have no idea what your outsourcing team is doing how long that potentially does or heck even just if things go wrong you have to call them again having just a basic knowledge of what's actually Absolutely. happening helps you know and be able to vet the team you are bringing on you are not just blindly trusting somebody else exactly. to do the right i wish we could i wish yeah. we could and i have a team around me that i do blindly trust at this point but they're all just humans things happen it's you can't just give up the complete keys to the castle and hope somebody does the right thing yeah, and I've heard that a lot. Even, even with someone who's had a designer make their website and they can't even change basic wording, so they add new product or service and they can't change it. They spot a spelling error. They can't change yep. it. And that designer may then not be available or they've changed their number or they're no longer at that company. And that is, I've seen that become a real nightmare. 
so yeah you're right I think a basic understanding just even if it's set up for you but then you mm -hmm. you know how to go in or you have all your passwords to get in and change oh god things. yes please people big red button right here have your passwords please yes. I swear back I was back in the day I was a web designer I am the nerd that actually builds this kind of stuff and I was always somebody I want my clients to have the keys to the castle here's how you edit things here's how you do here's all your passwords always because yeah. I don't know like I learned the hard way things can happen and I have taken over so many websites where they had no access to their hosting. They had no access to their URL. They didn't have any access to their website. I'm like, people, please don't do that. Do not ever give somebody that much reign over your business. Absolutely. As you can tell, that's a slight button of mine. It's tempting though, isn't it? This is the thing. It's really tempting <sighs> to be like, somebody else just take this off me. And this, I, I advocate for that. I really do. Somebody else just help me with this, whether it's finances or tech or whatever it is. It's But you should always regain a certain amount of control or at least the tools to control that function. Yeah. For sure. Moving on from my first ever website, I now use um, something called Kajabi. You've heard of Kajabi I'm sure and that hosts everything so as we grew and was using Squarespace over here and MailChimp over there and something else over there and Kajabi just brings all of that together and it allows me also to have um, my memberships hosted there my magazine embeds on there so everything's in the one place um, and that has been a huge time saver so I'm not having to dot around it's all together now. So although it's, and actually it, it didn't even work out that much more expensive now that I think about it. Because once you get rid of all of the little bits, yeah. the price just takes over. It, it takes care of itself. So Kajabi has been a huge one for me because, and it's also, it's future-proof the business. As you can probably tell, I'm a 10,000 ideas a minute kind of gal. And we I'm all. Constantly thinking, I'm constantly, let's do this, let's do this, let's do this. And Kajabi's, I've got you. I can handle that. <laughs> which is what I need like I need that tech in my life so Kajabi things like Grammarly oh my goodness how much time I've saved using Grammarly by just because I again I type quick I think quick I blog quick and then I run it through Grammarly and I'm like holy hell holy hell if that had gone out <laughs> I have Grammarly everywhere I got yeah. it as a Chrome extension so it's literally everywhere I'm like it's a lifesaver yeah Trello, another one. I love Trello is a life. I must I don't even know how many workspaces I have on Trello now. It's ridiculous. But having everything in board, I'm very visual. So having everything mm -hmm. in board format. So every week on Trello, I have my Monday to Friday, excluding Thursday, of course. And I have all of my tasks carried over from the week before that I didn't get done in one column. And then all of my tasks I plan to do that week. And then I fit the others in. So I can see and with Trello, of course, you can move things around. So if it doesn't get done that day, I move it to the next. And that, again, has been really helpful for me, especially trying to get back on track. I have to be able to see like what my week yeah. looks like. And I just I'll keep an eye on the calendar, keep an eye on Trello. And if those two things, every plus, and I don't know if you do this and you probably do, because I think we're similar. I'll get to bed and I just lie down and my brain will go, you've got to do this tomorrow. No, oh, God. <laughs> I don't want to get up so I have Trello on the phone so I can just mm -hmm. go on in my little to-do list put it on and forget it and once that in my head I can sleep 
So again, that sort of thing. Because one time I would have to get up, get a pen, write no, it down. I no. can't forget. Yeah. So again, we those kind of, and most of those things are free. I mean, Kajabi obviously isn't free with the platform, but Trello, there's a free Canva, free version of Canva, amazing product. Grammarly, there's a free version of Grammarly. Google Analytics, fantastic. And any startup can access this stuff. And guys, you listening, my audience knows I'm a fan of ClickUp and I want to use this chance here for this moment for this chance for a moment. Guys, can somebody just please send me another Starbucks coffee or something? My tongue is all weird today. What I was trying to say is I wanted to use this moment as a chance to let you guys know and everybody listening. One of the reasons why I bring you this podcast with everybody and their tools is to also show you we do have a ton of tools out there. Trisha is loving Trello. It works perfect for her. She is loving Kajabi. It works perfect for her. Me personally, I don't like Trello or Kajabi, but you know what? It does not matter because we are having this podcast for you guys so you can learn about those tools, so you can learn why my guests do love those tools, how they work from, for them, so you can decide what the right tool is for you. Because you know what? The best tool is the one you actually use. Doesn't matter if it's a paid one, doesn't matter if it's a free one. If you don't use the tool, it doesn't help you for schedule. Making YouTube happy, I do not get to cuss as I do on my coaching calls. <laughs> so with this, guys, please remember, yes, all of the links are always in the comment sections. All of Trisha's recommendations is going to be in there. You're going to be able to link to it. You're going to find all of her links as always. Again, go revisit the podcast. Go revisit all of the podcasts. All of my guests do share their tools and processes. This podcast is for you to help you find your own way to build your business of dream, your dream business. What is going on with my tongue today? <laughs> I have to say, I also do love ClickUp. I've been using ClickUp a lot lately. So I've been doing a bit of training on that. And I also find that an excellent tool. And we do, I do have people in my audience in general that do use Trello and have used it greatly. The problem that I personally have experienced with them is at some point, as you mentioned, you have so many boards and not no big picture overview. Mm. And I haven't looked in, into Trello in a while. So we don't need, we really don't need to go down this road. But yeah, the initial lessons that I had with my community is at some point they hit the ceiling mm -hmm. of how much they can scale Trello. That's all there Yeah, is. of course. But I think exactly like you said, there's a tool for every entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. And it's the only one that's going to work is the one you're going to pick up and use and you enjoy using. Yeah. And there's, there's, there's so many. Because it's like when it comes down to running a business, when it comes down to tools, when it comes down, heck, to processes and systems, we are the weakest link. Yeah. I'm sorry, <laughs> the tech is not the problem. The systems are not the problem. The problem are the humans that run it. And it's not a bad problem. It just is. We are humans. We mm -hmm. need to be motivated. We need to figure out what works for us, what doesn't work for us when we do things, how we do things. So everything else around needs to align 
with us and our team and how we work. And thankfully, we have a big selection of tools that allow us to find the right one for us. Yeah. So tell my audience, where can they find you? You also got some goodies for them, I heard. And yes, guys, all the links are also going to be in the show section. Yeah, you can find us everywhere, actually. <laughs> so we're on Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn. We have a LinkedIn biz company profile. We're everywhere. But we do. We are at thefemaleceo.com. So that's where you'll find the platform. And that is absolutely jam-packed full of free resources for entrepreneurs all over the world. And... So you have the, we have the magazine, guys, you're going to find the, the link in the description. You have the Momentum Business Club. Go check out Trisha, guys. Please go check her out. There is a huge community. There is so many amazing women there. You don't want to miss out on that. No, and I would like to also just also mention, if you don't mind, Evie, while we're here. Yeah. So this just happened yesterday. Was it the day before yesterday? Day before yesterday. So we actually won female-led publishing platform <gasps> of the year, and we won most empowering media CEO of the year. Oh hell yeah! Ago. And like, just whoop, whoop. Whoop. Where, where's my audio? I need audio stuff. I need whoop whoop. <laughs> Heck yeah, congratulations. That Thank is amazing. You. And who'd have thought from a single blog? From a, I think I'm alone in this, but I'm having fun stories. To, to 100,000 women worldwide, 47 published publications. Wow. And a, and, a, and a membership, a thriving membership. Now is your time to join. Go find the link in the show description. Go join, go celebrate, go send Trisha a message and go send her the cheers emoji and celebrate her a little bit. And congratulations again. I'll see all of you in our next episode of Boss Your Business, where I interview my guests of how they have built their business of their dreams. Thank you Bye, so everybody. Much. Thanks for coming.